everybody, I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 19 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, for the subscriptions in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, especially those of you who left me a rating and a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, which you can do in your phone or on your computer. Always appreciate seeing those pop in. And a reminder that you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for food pictures, which is the most important thing, and also to leave comments. I'm rushing through the intro because I really want to get to today's episode. Those of you who follow me on social media know that I am back from Korea. It is, uh, it's been a little while since I taped an episode here. I think I, I didn't have a single one in February. The reason is because I was away out of the country for three weeks. I was covering the Olympics in Pyeongchang for Sports Illustrated, where I had some awesome food but didn't get a chance to tape any podcasts. So now I am back in New York and excited to tell you all about it. Some of you may have read about this already or already are aware of this because I actually wrote a piece from Korea for SI Eats, uh, Sports Illustrated's food vertical, where I wrote about one day in particular where we went on a crazy food adventure and SI's video team came along with and they filmed three different videos that are embedded in the story. So it's possible that this is a repeat. If you have not read that, you should listen to this and then go check out the article because it was a ton of fun to write and you'll be able to see uh, everything that I was able to experience uh, in a much better way than my uh, standard Instagram photos will show you. Uh, but I, I have to, uh, even though I already wrote about it, and even though there's a video, I had to come back and do a Mitch Eats Food and tell you about this insane day. We had two meals about four hours apart and it was just gluttonous goodness. We ate so much. And it was really, I think, a once-in-a-lifetime type of day. So the Olympics, as most people know, were in Pyeongchang. And that's sort of the name of the city that got attached to it, although really it was spread out a little bit into a couple different areas in Korea. There was a mountain cluster. There was a coastal cluster. So the uh, down by the coast is where they had a lot of the sports that are in arenas. And that's the area called – I'm horrible at the uh, pronunciations – but the uh, Kangnung region is uh, where a lot of the mountain the sorry a lot of the arenas were and so that area is right on the coast the uh, yellow sea which is between korea and japan where they just have incredible seafood so what si did was they found a korean american chef who has a restaurant in san francisco and was going to be in korea and then we had a local food expert and we had the two of them take us around and give us sort of a tour of the best food that we could find in the region so our first stop, we went to the Jamunjin Fish Market, which is right on the sea. It's the fish market. It's literally, we got there at sunrise and we saw the boats come in uh, even before sunrise. And then at about 7 a.m., it was freezing. It was, uh, I don't know the exact temperature that day, but it was like, it felt like zero. That's how cold it was that whole first week. And we actually got to see an auction where they're bringing the fish and the crab and all the seafood right off the boat. And everybody at the, uh, the local markets and local restaurants are bidding to try and buy the daily catch. So that's how fresh it was. And we were eating crabs that were basically swimming around that morning. And then three hours later, they were in my stomach. So the Jamunjin Fish Market, and I know sometimes I, I talk about restaurants and I say, oh, if you're in New York, you should go to this place. If you're in Philly, try and check out this spot. I know it might not be likely that anyone is listening is going to be heading to Korea. And even if you are going to Korea, a lot of people kind of stay in Seoul, which is all the way on the West Coast. But uh, I'll still tell you about the Jamunjin fish market because maybe you'll go to Korea someday or you want to check it out or you just want to live vicariously through, uh, through my breakfast there. So the fish market was really cool. Um, rows and rows of tables. And every table is just like every inch is filled with fish. They're just like laid out on the table. There were all kinds of different 
fish. There were like these, uh, a ton of these little fat plump fish that looked like mini basketballs. There were long and slender fish. There were the kinds of fish that you'd recognize and the kind that you'd never seen before in your life. Plus all kinds of squid and crab and shellfish and other things. There was this blowfish that is poisonous and they had to have a special license to cut it. So there would be some stalls where we saw one woman in particular had a special license up on the wall that said she was trained and allowed to handle the poisonous blowfish. And we're watching her just take a machete to this thing and chop out the poisonous part and uh, and leave out the good stuff. I did not actually eat a blowfish, though I, I feel a little bit bad. I you know I wish I had eaten a blowfish, but uh, it was just cool to see them working with it and uh, and see you know all the people just chopping up fish and selling things. And just the whole environment was was a ton of fun, even early in the morning and the middle of a weekday, and people were just there and buying and, and having a good time. And it was very cool to be there and see it. Now, we were there right in the middle of red snow crab season. I feel like, honestly, there can't be a bad time of year to buy red snow crab from this market, but they were uh, in season, so we said, okay, let's do the red snow crab. So we bought 10 of them plus some shrimp for like $30 total in American money, which again is just insane because if you were in the States and it was that fresh, it might be 30 bucks for one of those uh, snow crabs, maybe two of them. And they were just like a perfect bright red. It's just like textbook. Like if you see a cartoon of a crab, that's how red it was. Or if there was like a fancy crab magazine, these photos, the uh, the amazing shots that we got of them, it's just like the the perfect looking crab. I don't think I've had a more beautiful shellfish in my life than these crabs that we saw. They almost look like they're fake because you can't believe how fresh they are. Okay, I think you get it. I can move on. But uh, it's just, it's uh, you know, it's hard to describe what the crab tastes like. So I'm just trying to stress as well as I can how fresh this thing was. So we buy the crab and what was really cool is there are a few different ways that you can transport them. Some people just carry their uh, their haul home. Some people have it shipped and delivered to them. What we did was we actually uh, went and ate at a local restaurant. And so the uh, the guy who worked at the place that sold us the crab then just walked with us like across the street and around the corner to a restaurant and we brought in our own crab. And instead of buying it in the restaurant, the restaurant just has a little prepping fee, which honestly, I don't even know how much we spent on that, but it seems like it was very reasonable because a lot of people were doing this. So we sit down and it's a uh, it's a place they had us sitting on raised platforms. The restaurant only had about 12 tables or so, and a bunch of them were big and sort of meant for family style. So it's a raised platform with a heated wooden floor, and we just we take the shoes off, take off all the coats and our layers, and sit either cross-legged or kneeling at the table, and they just put out this feast in front of us. So uh, again, it was uh, I said it was sunrise when we got there. It was probably about 9, 9.30 in the morning when we ate, so we were doing a crab breakfast. And they cooked it for us three different ways. The first way was the best. They just made a spicy crab stew for us, which is an incredible breakfast. And as I said uh, in the article, I usually eat oatmeal for breakfast in the States. And I don't think I can go back to that lifestyle because now I just want to have a crab stew for breakfast every single day. Um, it was fun to watch them make it because they, uh, they put all the ingredients into the stew uh, back in the kitchen area, but then actually just brought it out and had a burner that they can put on the table. So they started the stew without us, and then they put it in front of us, and we got to watch them finish the stew. And they just drop in the crab and all these veggies. They had bean sprouts and onions and carrots and scallions and this Korean chili pepper powder that they just put on everything. And we just watched them cook this really spicy broth. And they actually – they dropped the raw shrimp in the pot uh, like right in front of us and just cooked the shrimp in the stew with everything else. And we just watched it cook and watched the whole thing just reduce – 
and get more concentrated and flavorful, which, uh, you know, I'm sure you can do that at home. And I'm sure, you know, people can make a soup or a stew, but it was just very cool to sit there and, and, you know, I think I've said before, I'm a sucker for anything that's prepared table side. And so for them to just, uh, let us watch the stew boil right in front of us at 9am was a really cool way to start the day. And it's just amazing how powerful the flavor was when they cook it down and they threw not all of our crabs, but a lot of the crab and a bunch of the shrimp. And it was just this spicy broth and just like an overpowering crab flavor, which is just so good. Uh, again, you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's hard to describe it other than to say it was just like a, a crab flavored soup and it was just so good. Um, and it was just so powerful. Uh, the, uh, you know, the ratio of, of crab, uh, flavor to soup, uh, you know, sometimes you get a soup and the broth can be a little bit bland. This was just as, as powerful as a crab broth can be, I think, which was really unbelievable. Um, course number two was basically the crab by itself, which they eventually brought out with scissors and gloves and the whole bit. And it was perfect. Uh, you know, a lot of times I think when you get crab in, uh, you know, at a restaurant in the States or wherever you get crab and you dip it in a cocktail sauce or a butter. And this just came, it was so fresh out of the sea that it needed nothing on it. And it was a little bit salty, which probably had to do with being in the ocean, or maybe I'm making that up. I think the, I think our chef, uh, Dookie might've said that that was the case. Um, he was giving us a whole lesson about how the quality of the water impacts the quality of the crab, which, uh, you know, sounds like common sense. I totally buy it. Uh, you know, so we were, we were at the biggest, I think they said it was the biggest seafood port on the East coast and just such a great body of water for shellfish. So it was awesome to just, uh, be able to just eat the crab with no, nothing, no flavoring, nothing else. Just, uh, these big, thick, uh, strips of crab that come out of the crab leg. They were good in the broth. It was good by itself, but then the third course, which is uh, interesting and probably the most unique. Uh, you know, I've had a stew before. I've eaten crab legs before. This was something that I have never seen before. They basically, they have this Korean dish called bibimbap, which is a, a pretty traditional dish where they take rice and then some kind of meat. Some, a lot of times it's beef um, or something else, and you'll mix it in with the rice and some sesame oil and some seaweed. They gave us a crab bibimbap where they basically took the uh, the main torso of the crab. So we were eating mostly the crab legs and they took the torso where you would just rip it open and it's got the crab guts and brains and juices and kind of the gross parts of the crab that, you, that a lot of people I'd say usually wouldn't do anything with. And they took the rice that they gave us. We all had individual bowls of rice at our seat and they were just mixing the rice in with the crab juice and guts and the sesame oil and the seaweed and everything and created this crab gut bibimbap and it was basically just like this crab-infused rice. And also awesome. It was amazing that this was like our dessert. It was a, a dessert rice. This was good by itself. And again, just like a really strong, powerful, because it, it looks like almost like a white rice. I guess it was kind of a brown rice, but it was a pretty light brown. Um, but then it was just like infused with all of the crab flavor. It was also really good just with the stew. I think I put some in the crab stew or, or uh, poured some of the crab stew over the rice and just like an unbelievable meal of crab goodness. And uh, we went in, we totally pigged out. Everyone was absolutely stuffed by 10 a.m. on three different crab dishes. And it was great. It was family style. There were all kinds of sides. I feel like that's kind of a staple in Korean cooking. A lot of the meals that I had, they were just served with all kinds of things on the side, whether it's kimchi, which I'm sure people are familiar with, or we had raw fermented squid, which tastes better than it sounds. Um, it was actually, it was kind of spicy. I, you wouldn't even necessarily know that it was raw fermented squid unless they tell you. Uh, they did tell us before we tried it, but had to go for it anyway. There were all kinds of chili peppers and spices and things. 
And so, you know, we're just uh, sort of sitting around the table saying, oh, you got to try this. Oh, try this with that. Try this combination. And just like an incredible meal to be sitting there, you know, how many 10,000 miles from home and eating, you know, 200 feet from the ocean and uh, crab that had been swimming that morning. So really just a, a once in a lifetime experience for me. And then we walked around the market and the rest of the town. Afterward, we actually had a meal we, or not a meal. We got a bite of uh, squid ink ice cream. The squid is famous there uh, in the Jamunjin Sea Market, and I, I, uh, they had all kinds of squid dishes, and, and there are different ways you could prepare it, but there was literally just like a soft stand ice cream place that made squid ice cream. Um, and so that was how we washed down our crab meal uh, about an hour later after we walked around for a bit. And I don't know how to describe it, except that it tasted like salted caramel, which I know sounds weird. You're just going to have to take my word for it, but the squid egg ice cream tasted like salted caramel. Uh, so that was really our dessert. I guess I said that the, the crab rice and guts bibimbap was dessert, but we had a, a squid egg ice cream dessert as well. So that's my, that's my morning. I don't even, I'm going to split this up into two episodes because the second meal that we had was also nuts. And I know that I usually do episodes. I try to keep them to 10 minutes. Sometimes they spill into 15. This one, I feel like I'm uh, overexcited because I haven't done one of these in a while. I feel like this might be the fastest I've ever talked. Maybe you listen to this one on 0.75 speed instead of, uh, you know, if you speed me up more often than not. Check out episode 20, which will probably drop tomorrow. Uh, and I got to tell you about the Jeju Black Pig. But I'm excited that I got to uh, hop in with the first episode here from Korea and tell you all about my day at the Jamunjin Seafood Market. Uh, part two coming tomorrow. Like I said at the top, you can subscribe in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. You can also write me a review and a rating in iTunes. Let me know what you think. Tell me where I should go next. I'm back in New York, and I'm ready to hit some uh, places on my New York restaurant bucket list. So uh, one more from Korea, and then I'll be back in New York with some more episodes there. But uh, in the meantime, make sure you also follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram. Search for Mitch Goldich on Facebook to find my public page. You'll see pictures of this whole meal. And again, the uh, the Jeju Black Pig. That's my, my teaser for the next episode. That one's coming. So uh, this one, the, the crab, though, is unbelievable. This might have the best, uh, prettiest pictures that I've had yet in any episode. So uh, thanks for subscribing to Mitch Eats Food. Hope you uh, stick around, listen to the next one, and I will talk to you again real soon.